everybody. Welcome to Hey Watch This. I'm Paul Goble. I'm David Bax. And uh, we're recording a little early. Um, and there's been some rain. And we have a new uh, site hosting our podcast. We switched over to Podbean from Libsyn. Yeah? I didn't so, realize that. Yeah, we just did that over the week. I'm having some sinus issues. Sinus issues for David. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of... I'm saying there's a lot of unknown factors in today's yeah. show. Yeah. So, we never we don't know what will happen. So, if something happens throughout the show and you go, that hey, doesn't usually happen, that's, then that's why. Right. That's what happened. Um, I just saw... We went and saw Mad Max yesterday. Man, that movie is good. Yeah. Saw it in at the Arclight. So, I was able to see it on... Because a lot of people are getting screeners right now. They and, played it at the Arclight? Uh, in uh, Sherman Oaks. I'm, you know, like the ninth theater, you know, way in the back. Yeah. Yeah. I but think that because from May, I didn't realize. I think because theaters. it's it's nominated for Golden Globes oh. and Oscars and stuff. They're show because they're showing a couple older movies. Okay, like on the weekends. Uh, so we went and saw that. Amazing, amazing how most of the movie takes place in motion. Yeah, you know, I mean, obviously they're not really moving when they're crawling around on those things, but they are really crawling around on those things. And when those guys are on the poles, you know. I don't know. I haven't seen the movie. Oh, you haven't? No. Oh. <laughs> I thought you saw it. No. Nope. I'm saying the stunts and the visual effects are amazing. Um, and uh, it, it was great. I'm so glad I saw it in the theater. Um, what else I do this week? Not a whole lot. What about you? Yeah, also not a whole lot. I did see Brooklyn, finally. Uh-huh. Um, it's fantastic. I would recommend it to to everyone. Okay. Yeah, but okay. I honestly I didn't watch that much... Other stuff except for what we're going to talk about. I mean, I, obviously, I watched Mystery Diners um, <laughs> this week. Well, I watched a couple. I watched that Shades of Blue, the Ray Liotta. Oh, okay. Jenny, uh, Jennifer Lopez, Jenny from the Block show. It's basically you had a real Ray Liotta week. Yeah, it was. I was, and I thought, you know, because last week I thought, which should I watch, Angel from Hell or Shades of Blue? Because Shades of Blue would probably be bad and fun, right. but Angel from Hell looks like it might actually be good. And I didn't realize, if I knew Ray Liotta was going to be on Modern Family, I would have went with Shades of Blue for <laughs> yeah. sure. But uh, even a weirder uh, coincidence this week, we'll get to later on. Okay. But it was like the movie Copland and Out of Sight had a baby, and the TV show Shades of Blue is their baby. Okay. That's what it is. Because she's like an elite uh, cop squad, like drug force or whatever. They're so all... she's like Karen Sisko. From out of sight, right? right? And but, he's like his uh, washed-up guy from Copland. But the, he's the boss in, oh, okay. in these. Who was the boss of them in Copland? I want to say the boss of the Rob, bad guy, Robert bad Patrick. Um, was it Robert Patrick or Harvey Keitel? Something. I like feel that? like it was Harvey Keitel. Maybe was the head of the bad guys. Yeah, the bad cops. Yeah, I think that's right. So in this case, that like I said, they they live in New York and they're an elite drug team and they get drug guys off the street but of course they steal all their money too and they okay. watch out for each other it's that kind of thing it's like you know they're those cops at the, at the beginning she does a bunch of cop shit well the, the whole show starts with her and her brand new partner who's not in on this yet uh-huh. he accidentally shoots a guy because he oh. thinks he has a gun and he's got a video game now the guy he shot was probably a drug dealer and they find a gun and a bunch of money and drugs everywhere but they, she immediately engineers it to show that, oh, yeah, he had a gun. So immediately she gets him in on it. So it's one of those things. And the acting's not bad. But, like, unfortunately, aside from, 
you know, it's Ray Liotta and Jennifer Lopez who are fine actors, but then Drea DiMatteo is one of the one of the cops. Yeah, she's not a very good actress. Oh, you know, what what other than The Sopranos? What has she been good in? Uh, Joey. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, I mean, I feel like the public remembers her from The Sopranos second, and from Joey first, <laughs> right? When you sure. think Drea DiMatteo, yeah. you think Joey. Absolutely. She was born to play that part. I remember when Friends was going off the air, I said, I wish there would be a Monica and Chandler show about them starting a family in the suburbs. Yeah. But I know it's going to be a show about Joey moving to Hollywood, being an actor. We're going to meet at least one right. of his sisters, if not more. And one of the sisters is going to be played by Drea DiMatteo. <laughs> I predicted all of that. And I also predicted Frasier. By the way, yeah, that he was going to go to Seattle and do a. Well, radio I knew therapy. when Cheers was going off the air, I said to myself, "Well, the only spinoff they can do is Frasier. Like they could do a Norm spinoff, but it, it wouldn't work. It'd be a complete bomb, and everyone would hate it. It'd be like the Michael Richards show." But I said, "Frasier spinoff makes perfect sense because his life is a mess on Cheers. You know, his he's like the worst psychiatrist ever." So I was like, yeah, have him move away and start... The only thing I didn't predict is that he's going to move in with his dad and his brother, because on Cheers he said he was an only child and his parents were dead. Yeah, and so, uh, John Mahoney or whatever had already been on Cheers. Right, as the jingle writer. Yeah, exactly. So, um, well, let's talk about Modern Family. This episode was funny. I'm not going to say it wasn't funny, and this, especially the stuff between Mitchell and the kids. That was great, right? Yeah. What bugged me about this episode is how many fucking guest stars do you need... For a 30-minute sitcom. First of all, you have all these great actors who are winning all these awards. And right, write but, funny scripts. But what? You need what is Orson Bean, Ray Liotta as himself, uh, Keegan-Michael Key, Key, and the chick who played his wife. Yeah. I mean, these are big names and funny people. It's like, well, do we, do we need all these people to make your show funny? If this were season one, that would be a problem. But they've been... This... Very talented cast has been doing this for six and a half years. So you're saying they need them in order to make this stuff funny? Because I don't, uh, th- I don't know if they need it, but it doesn't hurt. Like it's not, it's not detracting from. It's not like we're sitting there thinking, oh, what, what, like interactions are we missing out on because the core cast isn't interacting because we have six and a half years. Well, of well that. I don't know. I, well, to, then maybe it's time for the show to go. Even Barbara Streisand. I forgot that was actually Barbara Streisand's voice. Was it? It had to be. It sounded exactly like her. I don't think it was. I feel like we'd know. Really? Why wouldn't it be? Uh, because she probably wanted too much money to do it. I think she maybe did it as a favor. She Obviously, she did it on the phone. I, I think that was really her voice. It sounded just like her to me. And why wouldn't she do that? Why wouldn't she just call somebody up and go, Okay, here, I'll say these lines. Again, I think that she probably wanted would have wanted too much money. And that... Yeah. Well, in... In any case... Well, guess what? You're right. See? <laughs> it was her. <laughs> and why it wasn't accredited? Uh, I don't It didn't Did say why it, it wasn't Oh, okay. It wasn't so yes, so even that, and even more, people are like, was that really Barbara Streisand? I don't know. And people who love her, who don't watch this show, will go back and watch it and go, oh my God, because she does so little. Yeah. It seems manipulative to me. Like, Ray Liotta, okay. But they, couldn't you, like, they say They need to this, get a, a, a big star. You could, say, you could make this same complaint about Arrested Development. Like, do they really need Henry Winkler and Carl Weathers and... Okay. Uh, That's different. Else? How is it different? Because Henry Winkler is... He's, no, he's not the Fonz anymore. Keegan-Michael Key is on... He just got off one of the most popular 
Comedy Central shows ever. Everybody knows who he is. Okay. Orson Bean, not so much. But uh, but Ray Liotta and Barbara Streisand? Then I guess I don't get what your complaint is. I'm just saying, like, you're writing a 30-minute sitcom. You have this giant cast. Why do you need to add all even more characters and cameos and stunt casting? Is it Sweeps Week? If it was Sweeps Week, I would, be, I would, I would get it. Because but, everybody whores out, and I'm fine with that. Um, it's not sweeps week. It, it is the you know uh, what we call like the TCAs. No, it's just like spring premiere. It's the first episode since the winter break. Um, but this week is that. is the upfronts or whatever TCAs, whatever TCAs. They call them. Yeah. Um, so there is TV stuff going on. But are you saying that it was less funny because there were more guest stars? No. Then I guess I just don't get why I'm, I'm <laughs> every saying, show does this. Friends did an episode that had Jean Claude Van Damme, and uh, who was the, it was like one episode that had uh, a, 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 a whole bunch of yeah. guest stars. If it if it's funny, then it's funny. I, I guess I. Don't. I just think it's lazy. That's I, I, it. Seems like lazy writing to me. I got this idea. You know, the funny idea of the kids gave Mitchell this bullshit present, yeah. and he cashed it in. Funny premise. Certainly started out funny. The Luke's omelet dance. That was great. And then, oh, we're going to Barbara Streisand's house. So why does Ray Liotta have to live there now? And why does he have to be Ray Liotta? Couldn't it be Ray Liotta playing just a dude who lives there? Couldn't it be uh, a lesser known star? Somebody who's not on TV on another network that almost same night? Couldn't it be Dennis Franz? That'd be funny. Right? Um... I guess any of them would be funny, I, I, but it it does need to be. I think for the joke, it needs to be another famous person. I okay, think that, I think that it does need to be. But so you can't have Ray Liotta playing I someone mean, else. Maybe it it's just be. maybe it's just a coincidence that he's on two shows this week because they're two different yeah. networks. Yeah, it's probably obviously. just a coincidence. You know that show is also produced by Ryan Seacrest, that cop Jennifer Lopez really? show. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's Jennifer Lopez and Ryan Seacrest are the EPs. Uh, but but I, I don't think it's lazy because I mean maybe the Orson Bean stuff was probably the weakest. Plot line of the episode. Yeah. I think the Keegan Michael Key stuff um, and the Ray Liotta stuff is all really funny. So it's not lazy because they did funny things with it. But I'll say the Keegan Michael Key stuff, which was my favorite part yeah. of the episode, if that was all Ty Burrell. I don't think Keegan Michael Key. I think Julie Bowen gets. Yes, I'm part. saying it was them. It, it, so it didn't matter that it was Keegan Michael Key. It literally could have been anybody doing those lines. So again, it's just oh, here's that famous. Funny guy from Comedy Central on our show. Yeah, yeah. Although I do like the idea that maybe Keegan Michael Key will be recurring. Oh, if that's the case, then I'm all for it. Because do you remember when uh, Kevin Hart was in one episode? And oh, it was, vaguely. It was clearly set up like this is going to be the new neighbor, right? They're going to be recurring characters, and then I guess I don't know. Maybe he got crazy famous right after that probably. and never that's came back. Exact. And yeah, they had the Steve Zahn um, family has been, and recurring. they were recurring. Probably uh, still will be. Yeah, but I would love it if Keegan. The idea that Phil has this super rich friend who's also like a weird a goofball, like, like he him. is. Yeah, that uh, would be that great because I like the way that. I especially like the way it resolved. Yeah, <laughs> nobody saw that coming. No, I mean it was like, like not. It was like an about face. It was such a fucking left turn. Came out of nowhere, and it was super, super funny. And you're right. It's been... I mean, this show's been out for how long? Yeah. And this is the first person Phil has ever met who's would do something like that with him. <laughs> hey, want to see if we can make our wife... <laughs> how many crickets we can make our wives eat? No, Literally, there's been nobody else on the show in, yeah. the, in the run of it that would go, Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Who's like a cohort... Except his dad. 
Except Fred Willard. Yeah, and I uh, I also like that it was a an about face because the other way to do that, the kind of thing that Modern Family has done before, would be to ha- introduce the premise of like Julie Bowen saying, "I want I I don't want you to pay this time." And then cut to the confessional where Ty Burrell's like, look, here's why I'm not paying. Right. And then make that the tension. They've done that sort of thing before. Yeah. But uh, I think this was a much more effective and definitely got a much bigger belly laugh out of me. Absolutely. When it was revealed. Yeah. And then the women, the wives, ladies reacted the way they should. Like, <laughs> are you kidding me? You guys are such a-holes. Well, guess what? We yeah. make food for you. Yeah. So you might eat something worse than a cricket. That was so great. And actually, and then once when it was, because the whole time I was like, ah, Phil, you're the worst. Why are you being so terrible? And then when it was revealed, I was like, oh, I think he should have just waited it out. Because I was like, what would I do if I was in that situation? I would have gone to my grave with that information. I would have never said, <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have broke like Phil. I would have sat there for a million years. Now, maybe if I, now if I was Keegan, I might just go, I don't know, something's up. He's refusing to pick this up. He'll, I'll, I'll pay for this one, and he can still owe me three dinners or whatever, right. or five dinners. But with Phil, I would have just sat there all day and been like, yeah, I don't know. He refuses to pick up a check. Because <laughs> I would have, oh my God. I mean, I'm sure you've cooked food before and maybe dropped something on the floor and threw it back in the pan or sneezed and went, ugh, ooh, whoops. Or like you crack an egg while you're making meatloaf and it's a bloody egg and you go, eh, never mind. And you mix it in. Have you ever done anything like no, that? No, remind me to never eat food that you prepare. <laughs> I'm saying, anyone who cooks a lot, that's the shit you do. Especially at home. I mean, obviously, if you work in a fine restaurant, you shouldn't do that. I'm sure they do. We've all seen it on Kitchen Nightmares and shit. Yeah. But anybody who's like the main cook at home, especially if you have kids, drop shit on the floor, throw it back in a pan. Okay. <laughs> so what does that have to do with this? I'm just saying, like... Because we all, we all eat things that we shouldn't and don't know about them, you know? Right. We sit down with the people who, who, who made our food and they think to themselves, oh, I wonder which one of these is the hamburger I dropped on the floor. <laughs> but they're not going to say anything and nobody's going to be, you know, nobody cares. Nobody's going to be harmed by it. So that cricket thing, I just feel like you get, you're going to pay for it so much more. Uh-huh. Than what's happening, you know, at the moment. <laughs> I would have just sat there. I, the, my favorite part was the waiter. How they went through three waiters. <laughs> yeah. That means they were there for like ten hours. Yeah, yeah. That was fucking hysterical. Uh, yeah, it was like. And the waiter was replacing me it. as I replaced the waiter. Before. Yeah, he wasn't even being a nice guy <laughs> right. about it. He was like, "You guys are ridiculous." So guess what? Another waiter. Yeah. That I thought that was really funny. I will say it's nice to see a. Funny episode of Modern Family. Not that the show sucks now, but it's kind of hit and miss these days. Yeah, it's but not, this was... It's there not, were a lot of laughs in this. Yeah, I mean, that at, at worst, Modern Family is just amusing, but this was more so. This yeah. was more amusing than usual. Um, I think my other... My, the, yeah, I agree that the, um, the, the stuff at the dinner or the brunch or whatever was the funniest, yeah. but my other stealth uh, favorite moment was them... Pretending to be at a gas station when uh, Mitchell had the blindfold on, they just needed to get out of the car to talk. <laughs> and like, and she's like, "Fill her up," and Luke's like, "Yes, ma'am." <laughs> yeah. And and the whole time, Alex just shaking her head. God, yeah. you guys are dumb. Yeah, that was all. It was all well written and realistic. I loved it. And then when Mitchell said, "I kind of figured it out during the second act of the omelet dance," yeah, <laughs> and Luke said, "I've had no formal training." Yeah. 
which is something uh, Phil would say. Yeah. So um, it was a the verdict episode. is this was a funny episode. Yeah, it was it, good. It you was... have some weird beef to pick with the number of guest stars. I just I've watched a lot of TV. When you get to be a cranky old man like me, you're gonna realize why. You're gonna be like, ah, oh, this is why Paul was bugged by that thing. Because after an extra 15 years of watching TV, I now yeah. get it. But I think, I don't know. I, I guess I think the the only real I, I know that your argument is that Keegan Michael Key is famous, but he's still an actor playing a role. This he does this. He was on the middle a couple seasons ago. He shows up and shows. Yeah, he's still a working character, comedic character actor. Yes. Um, and as is as is Orson Bean. I think the only one that's a big deal here is Ray Liotta. And, and he w- wasn't in. Let me finish my thought. He wasn't in that much of the episode. Yes. They didn't revolve the episode around him. And it was funny. And I guess my bar for annoying, lazy um, uh, celebrity cameos is the last few seasons of Will and Grace, a show that I really like, but did it so much that, to me, if it's not getting to that point, <laughs> it doesn't seem like that big a deal. Okay. But do you agree that Will and Grace... Overused that. Uh, I stopped watching okay. Will and Grace before it got to that point. But yes, I remember seeing commercials for it and going, "What? Yeah, every now Gregory so. Hines is on the show. <laughs> now Harry, now she's married to Harry Connick Jr. Right? Jeff Goldblum? What the yeah. fuck is he doing? Woody Harrelson, Macaulay Culkin, uh, Madonna. Yeah, Macaulay Culkin. The fact that I can remember all yeah. those commercials. I mean, just Although, shows I'll I wasn't say even Macaulay Culkin show. and weirdly Madonna were both funny. <laughs> <laughs> funny on Will and Grace. Well, if you can't write funny stuff for Madonna, get out of the fucking business. Because she's going to kill it. You know she's going to nail it. I will say, if Ray Liotta wasn't on another show this week, it probably wouldn't bother me as much. Okay. It probably wouldn't seem as weird. Because it's not like he's everywhere. He's not in any movies. Or right. Although I did rewatch Goodfellas. I think because they talked about it on Modern Family, I had, like, had Goodfellas on the brain. And I watched Goodfellas last night. That makes sense. That's a great Now, do you think it was ridiculous that those kids had never heard of Goodfellas? Yes. yes. Okay. That's something that uh, Mrs. Howell and I talked about. It was like... Because I can see not seeing any of the other movies he said, Something Wild and... Yeah, I, I think there are people my age who barely know what Something Wild exactly. is. Exactly. But Goodfellas, it seems like when you talk about modern gangster movies, that's it. That's, that's the, the one. That's yeah. the one. When you talk about... When you talk about movies about gangsters in general, it's The Godfather. Yeah. When it's modern, even if you talk about Martin Scorsese movies, which is a big deal considering how many amazing films he's made, when people say, what's your favorite? You go, well, it used to be Mean Streets or whatever, but no, it's Goodfellas. Everybody says Goodfellas. Most people, yeah. I'm a I'm a Last Temptation of Christ guy, but then I'm a Jeez, I'm a snob. Idiot. What? I cannot believe you just said that out loud. <laughs> that is my favorite Martin Scorsese movie. Stop saying that! You're going to get kicked out of whatever group, film critic group you're in. No, I think that's going to, that, I think it's going to go the opposite. I think that gives me more credit. You and Tyler are perfect for each other. All right, let's move on to trivia. Um, so last week you asked a question that I got, right, about Zoe Bell? Was that it? Uh, yeah, that's right. Okay, so this week, <clears throat> even though the Ray Liotta coincidence didn't happen because I didn't pick Shades of Blue, there is a weird coincidence this week. Because Orson Bean, who was the old man in yeah. that modern family, has been on TV forever. Yeah. Uh, in fact, he was in an original Twilight Zone episode. That's okay. how long he's been on TV. Um, and he was in one of the few Twilight Zone episodes that was made twice. Um, his episode wasn't, uh, it wasn't word for word the same thing, but there was like two episodes of Twilight Zone that they did twice. One was 
uh, they redid it because the first time it was on video. There's some early episodes of Twilight Zone that are on video and uh-huh. they look horrible. Okay. Because it looks like a kinescope. It's so shitty. Right. Um, and they remade one. I can't remember what it was, but they remade one of them because they wanted to make a good version of it. And then the second one was basically just the same story retold. But it's a guardian angel story. Okay. Um, it's called Mr. Beavis. And Orson, play, Orson Welles plays this weird guy who just is like an oddball. He plays the zither, drives a weird car, uh-huh. uh, collects a bunch of crap. But he's harmless, and, he, and everybody likes him. He's Mr. Beavis. And he has a guardian angel who's like, I'm going to make your life better. And he does. I think it's uh, Henry Jones. You remember Henry Jones? Yeah. He was in, uh, you probably remember him best at, in the, uh, the Grifters. He ran the hotel where John Cusack lived. Check the towel. If it's damp, then just let it drape. If it's dirty, then we will wash it. You remember that guy? Uh, no, because I never saw the Grifters. Oh, Grifters. That's a great movie. But a million people were in it. William Shallert. All these old TV guys were in okay. that episode. And so it ends up where uh, all the stuff that Angel did for Mr. Beavis really didn't make his life better. Just he, Even though he made, <clears throat> gave him a cooler car and all this stuff, yeah. at the end of the day, he wasn't any happier. And he was like, I just want to be happy and live my life. So that was the moral to this story. But they, but they did another Guardian Angel episode of The Twilight Zone that was more popular, mainly because of the star of that particular episode. Who was the star? Wait, was this the Orson Bean role? or this is Yes. So who played the Orson I'll Bean I'll say the role? angel in that one was played by Jesse White, the old Maytag repairman. Oh. Um, but the, 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 the star of that one went on to be a huge star. So it would have been, we're talking about someone who's probably in their mid thirties at this, at the time of the, I would say a little younger, even younger. Okay. Probably twenties. And this would have been what year? In the late fifties, early sixties. They're probably in their late twenties. And someone who went on. To do more stuff. Yes, one of the biggest names in show business, I'd say. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. Um, one of the biggest names in show business who would have been young. I feel like this is just dead air, but I, I could like, steer you in the right I, direction. I feel like I'm but circling I don't want this. To. I don't um, want to. I don't want to give too much away. Um, so. I really have to come up with an answer. <laughs> yeah? Um, uh, I... Starting yeah. to write it down. I, I don't... Uh, I don't know. Um, I don't know. All right. I don't know. This is the uh, Albert Brooks. Albert Brooks is a good guess. At uh, least it's a guess, but... Yeah. That's the answer. Yeah. See, I could have steered you one... Yes, that is... Yeah, definitely one, not... One way or the other. Guess. But it's because you were thinking in a different direction. Yes. Um, so, there you go. That's the question. Uh, who was it? If you can... Uh, tell me who that was. Um, uh, you will win a prize. I still got plenty of prizes. I got that regular show shirt that people said do not send to me. <laughs> which is pretty funny. And bags and swags and grags and flags. And when I uh, eventually put on clothes and go outside the house, maybe I'll mail some of this stuff. But you can send your answer to paul at thekingoftv.com and go to my website, thekingoftv.com and follow me on the Twitter at Paul Goble Show. And be my friend on Facebook. Okay, I, a weird thing has started happening. I'm sure you get followed by a lot of bots. Sure, yeah, yeah. On Twitter and stuff. And some of them, it seems now there's a thing where 
these bots are, they're innocuous, where it's like, uh, it looks like a teenage girl. She's 18 or 19. She has a innocuous name like Angel Christie or okay. something. And she has like a, a dumb, lame quote in her, uh, in uh-huh. her thing. And then all her tweets are basically retweets of lame, innocuous stuff. Memes, pictures, you know, when, when someone asked to do this and then a picture, you know, right, got right, me right. like... And it's all that, but I, I don't, I don't see the point. I don't know what the point of it is, but it's clearly a, a fake bot account. Well, I've started getting followed by a new kind of bot, okay. which is like a porn bot, and it's and it's the same thing. Only the women are older; they're adult women, and they're all sexy. But every picture is some kind of erotic picture, whether it's like uh, a, a posed erotic nude picture or whether it's uh, something out of a magazine, or whether it's just like amateur, a lot of women flashing in public, or women in bed where guys took a picture of their naked girlfriend or stuff, uh-huh. and and that's all it is. No comments, no no uh, words whatsoever, no comments to uh, uh, you know to go with the pictures. So what the fuck is that? What can that be the point? Is there a link in the bio or something? No, like- that's the thing. It feels like it's. Someone's trying to trap me. It feels like somebody has made these Twitter, these fake Twitter accounts with tons of porn images, and some of them look like they might be underage. Like oh. some of the girls are really young, and I think, okay, maybe it's like a trap, and they're posting some of these underage pictures to see if some guys go, ooh, I want to download that one. I want to screen grab that one. Right. And then they look and go, yeah, he downloaded this one, and this, this girl's only 17. Let's get a warrant and search his computer. That's what it feels like. I mean, there's a bit of a conspiracy theory, but honestly, I can see no fucking yeah, no, that, use to it, right? That, that really makes sense. And they're right. following me, but they don't say, hey, follow back. They don't DM me or anything, so it's not any kind of entrapment. Right. So and how many of those pictures have you... Huh? How many of those pictures have you screen capped so far? <laughs> That's the thing, is I can, I can scroll through that all I want. My browser history... First of all, it won't even say anything. It won't say, you know, twitter.com slash naked teenagers. <laughs> you know, it'll just say he went to Twitter and was browsing things. It's only if I save it to my computer, then I've broken the law. And even then, I could say, I didn't know she was under 18. It just looked like a hot girl. I only reveal myself to be yeah. a creep instead of a... Yeah, so you got this all body. planned out, it sounds like. <laughs> um, that, but this story reminds me of... Uh, we have talked plenty on this show about my policy of... Accepting any Facebook friend request that I get. Right. I don't know if you noticed on Facebook a couple months ago that bit me in the ass. Did it? Because I accepted what I guess was a bot and they posted a bunch of porn on my wall. Oh, really? I didn't see that. Like graphic stuff. Yeah, interesting. Um, There you go. Here's one right here. Marilyn Guardiola. Now you can tell. What if it turns out that's actually someone who listens to the podcast? And right now she's like, what? And, but for some reason, the Twitter handle is at Timur Ogden. T-I-M-U-R Ogden, as in Ogden Nash, or Ogden, Utah. So, obviously this is all fake, but then look at what all the pictures are. Boom, a chick flashing her beeve. Boom, an erotic girl in underwear. Boom, a, a you know, chick sitting on a couch naked. Boom. Oh, wow, yeah, these are not... Uh... But look how old it is, because look at this computer in this picture. Well, maybe she's just out of touch. <laughs> she's a Luddite. See? And yeah. like, this chick's a stripper, obviously. 
So what? But there's nothing else there. Now see, she looks kind of young, right? Uh huh. All right. My, the reason I bring this up is if anyone knows what the fuck this is all about, let me know. Because <laughs> if they are some kind of weird entrapment things, I want to know about it right away and get out in front of it. You know, turn myself in, basically. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and of course, that Twitter is at Paul Goble Show, and you can be my friend on the Facebook. And I appreciate everybody being my friend. Honestly, I'll reveal a little something. A couple. You know, weeks go over the ho- the holidays were not so great for me. I didn't have a great time. But when uh, this whole thing got revealed with Kale Hartman and Beth Stelling and all that stuff, it really affected me very strongly, and it was it was rough. And I appreciate, and not that it had anything to do with me. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm the last person who was harmed by this. But as a father of two girls, and as a comedian, and a dude in comedy, it was a, it was really fucking bullshit. It really upset me. So. Um, I appreciate people talking about it out loud and just being upfront about it. Um, and so it was very cool. So thank you very much. Um, and that's why Facebook is good. That's my point. And uh, you, David? <laughs> okay. Um, <clears throat> you can find me at BattleshipRetention.com. That's where my reviews are. Um, and everything else, you can email me at David at BattleshipRetention.com. And you can follow me on Twitter at DaveyPretension. And I also am um, very uh, moved and inspired by Beth Stelling. <laughs> I didn't expect to be talking about that. No, well, I mean, there's no point in, in I mean, talking about it as an, as the event that they went through, but talking about it as the event that we went through, hearing about it, it's a big deal, you know. Uh, you know, we will never know what it feels like for a woman to to have that done to her and then live with that for so long. I mean, my feeling is, you know, Beth took those pictures the day it happened. Right. And she looked at those on her phone probably every day between the day it happened and the day she posted them. You know, who who can imagine what that's like? So, I mean, it's very, uh, to put yourself in her shoes, it's it's just a crazy fucking thing. But I will say this, on a lighter note, B.J. Porter, the hilarious and brilliant comedian B.J. Porter, posted something. every episode of Angel. (laughs) Right. Posted something just the other day. Uh, about how Kale Hartman's um, IMDb meter is through the roof. <laughs> and he's like, so if you want to be a big star like Kale Hartman, you know, go ahead and rape somebody. And it's funny because if you're in the business, you hear about that shit all the time. That's like a good way to tell uh, if somebody is legit in the business or not, is if they care about uh, IMDb star meter uh-huh. they don't know what the fuck they're talking about <laughs> because that's it's like people who who think having an IMDb page is a big deal like they're in a I movie I have an IMDb page and do you think that's a big deal? No. exactly that's my point they're like I did a movie and I have an IMDb page like people will say that's a thing like I don't have any pay but you'll get lunch and an IMDb credit I don't need you to give me an IMDb credit, <laughs> asshole. I can make a bunch up. And I did. When I first moved to L.A. and that website was invented, I put a bunch of shit up there that wasn't true. Um, but I thought that was really funny because we hear that as actors and whatever. We hear that all the time. Like, you need to do stuff to get your name out there and get your IMDb star meter high. Well, it, it can work for other things, too. Uh, all right, let's talk about Angel from Hell. Now, I've only seen the one episode. But, I think this might be the big breakout comedy of the season. I don't know why they held it back for so long. Yeah, I mean, I I hope it is, because it's really funny. Right? Really, really funny. And I watched it with Brooke, and 
She laughed out loud, and I was like, okay, I'm not just high. This is a funny show. But funny in the best way. Like, you know, you watch Jane Lynch on Glee, and you think, she's really just a mean, crazy bitch. She's not necessarily funny. It's just funny that she's so out of control. Right. Right? But here, she's telling jokes, delivering lines in a funny way. When she said she had cancer... Uh-huh. I knew what was going to happen because right. I had seen that clip and you can oh, f- pretty much it. figure yeah, it out yeah, anyways. Definitely. But they did it so perfectly and so quickly. The yeah. Immediate, the next word's out of her mouth. Okay, I don't have cancer. But <laughs> the joke she... is that it's it's the next word's out of her mouth, but there's a huge lapse in time. It cuts immediately to them oh, yeah. at the, yeah. at the they, restaurant. They've gone to the restaurant, sat <laughs> yeah. down, ordered margaritas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's hilarious. But she nails it so perfectly. And then... The stuff between her and Kyle Bornheimer, who, you know, has been on so many failed sitcoms, uh-huh. but he's doing what, what basically got him famous, uh, the sh- same shit he did in that phone commercial that, you know, everyone laughed at. It was a, some, it was T-Mobile or something. Okay. But he's, he's really funny. Uh, Kevin Pollack is doing what he should do now, playing dads and, you know, being clever and witty. That was great. And then Maggie, what's her name? I, was, I keep wanting to say Maggie Wheeler, but that's not her name. Um, but she's really funny too, and she's pretty and, you know, funny and cute, and she's a good lead. Maggie Lawson. Maggie Lawson. And who else? There's another person on the show who I'm forgetting. Oh, uh, just in the pilot. David Dedman and Liza Lapeer and all those guys. That's another weird coincidence, because weren't David Dedman and Liza Lapeer married on Traffic Traffic Light or whatever it's called? Yeah. I I never watched that show. I just watched it a couple times. Um, I didn't like it. But I I like Liza Lapeer. I'm also a big fan of David Dedman. Yeah. Um, speaking of Angel, he was unrecognizable, but he was Skip on Angel. Do you think he will be back, or Liza Lapira will be back? After? I kind of hope so, because those are, I mean, it's not like they're huge names, but like, those are yeah. established actors, I, I and I like both of them. I kind of hope they I do they, too, yeah, they and they, they seem right for this um, show. Yeah. Uh, because so was, they weren't one-dimensional, you know, like like in a New Girl. I don't know if you watched the first episode of New Girl. The whole premise was she's moving out of her stupid boyfriend's house and starting a new life. Uh-huh. That guy showed up one more time. He was just a one-dimensional douchebag character. I think these characters were kind of fleshed out. Yeah. Because they didn't... Like, David Demon seemed like a nice guy. Yeah. But like Jane Lynch pointed out, he doesn't have a job. He's working on an app. And he they weren't having a full-on affair, but they did hook up. Yeah. And Liza LaPierre, the same way. Yes, she was her good friend for a long time. This mistake. Uh, so they could come back and, and work it out. I don't think that would be ridiculous if they were still on the show. Not that no, like they would so. work it out, but it would be just another chapter in their relationship. Um, so I, earlier I was looking up Maggie Lawson's name. Did you mention Kevin Pollack? Yep. Yeah. Um, he was good. <laughs> yes. And I, I'm not I, always the biggest yes. fan of him. But he's doing what he should do. He shouldn't be the star of a sitcom right. or movie anymore. He should be the dad and the boss. And in this case, he's both. Uh, and I like that they're doctors, but they're dermatologists, so they're not like cancer doctors or heart yeah. surgeons. They look at moles and stuff, you yeah. know, uh, which is good. Uh, I think it's well cast, it's well made, it's certainly well written. What amazes me the most about this show is that it's on CBS. Yeah. It's on After Mom, which is a fine show, people enjoy, but I'm not going to say it's the funniest show. And when it comes to CBS comedies, none of them are the funniest. You know what I mean? Like, the days yeah. of, of every hilarious shows being on CBS are gone. Raymond is gone. How I Met Your Mother may have been the last. 
Yeah, right. And now it's like the funniest things are all these Chuck Big Bang Theory uh, is a funny show, but it's not the funniest sitcom I've ever seen. And like Mom, not so great. Two and a Half Men was their big thing for such a long yeah. time. No good, just flat out bad. Well, what I like about Angel from Hell and what really surprised me about it is I was uh, cynic that I am. I was expecting that this was just going to be um, a sort of vehicle for Jane Lynch to be Sue Sylvester-ish. Right. And just be outrageous and make a lot of jokes. Yeah. Um, and it's not that. It's an actual, like, uh, I'm just repeating what you already said. It actually has characters that's mm-hmm. invested in their story. It gets you invested. You know, this idea that um, her uh, the main character's mom had died a year previous. And right. like, that's st- still kind of fresh. And, and that's for all of them. Not just her, but her brother, her dad. They're all yeah, yeah. Uh, recovering from that. Yeah, so and her relationship with David Denman might have been sort of, you know, she was kind of blinded to it because of that. Like, right. uh, there's they're really developing uh, characters, multiple characters, in a way that you can you can see beyond beyond the high concept premise of the show. Right, you can see this playing out over multiple seasons. Yeah, uh, it's definitely very promising. Uh, and it's also different from other CBS shows in that it's uh, multi-camera. Oh, right, yeah. You know, all Mom and Two and a Half Men and Mike and Molly and even <clears throat> How I Met Your Mother were all on a soundstage. They didn't all yeah. have audiences, but they were all on a soundstage. Yeah. This is not. And again, it kind of sticks out. I think I'm watching something on ABC. It feels more like Modern Family or something there. Right. You know, but uh, but I'm going to keep watching it for sure. Let's talk about the the more technical aspects of the show. First of all, do we think she's an angel? <laughs> yes. What's the deal? Because this is what I like. This is what I liked about when I saw the trailer, and I and it it stayed true in the original. There's shit that she says. The stuff she says about her, like having your first period at Red Lobster. Like I could go, I could pick a person uh, who's not famous and still get a shitload of information off of the internet about them. Yeah. And act like I knew them. Like, did you see the John Hamm uh, Black Mirror? Christmas yeah, special? Yeah, I did too. I did, it's on Netflix now, so yeah. you should watch it. It's very good. But brace yourself. It's devastatingly depressing. Oh, yeah. It's the best. <laughs> That's why it's better to watch it now after Christmas. Yeah. But um, that was... It made me think of that. Like, he's online, and he's got all the, he's, he's got all this information at his fingertips. He And this guy's meeting a total stranger going someplace you never know. But you can look up all that shit right away. But the shit... So, so that's where you go, well, I don't believe it. Whereas, like, 10, 20 years ago... You'd go, what? She knows her middle name? That's crazy. Yeah. You know, that's not impressive anymore. So they write it in a way so it is impressive. You had your first period at Red Lobster. That's not something that is in your bio. <laughs> right. Right? You know, granted, she's a doctor. They probably have a website. And she has a professional bio. And I went to school here and all that. But where do you find out where someone had her first period? Yeah. And, uh, well, and, and, and that specific. And Yeah. But, I mean, Maggie Lawson's character even did say, like... Um, my friends tend to overshare on social media. So right. I try to explain it. To me, what seals it is the picture from the exactly. past. Exactly. And, and again, perfectly timed, perfectly done, because she wasn't just like, oh, I'm depressed. I want to look through some books of pictures mm-hmm. for no reason. It was, hey, remember that video we were talking about that we were making? Yeah. Well, the p- party was kind of ruined. That I liked, too. When she said, hey... Remember the party we were having for this thing that's going on? Well, that thing's not happening anymore, so neither is the party. <laughs> yeah. Get the fuck out, everybody. <laughs> I thought she was, honestly, I thought she was going to say, well, now this is happening, so it's a party for this now. <laughs> so if you want to celebrate this, great. If not, get out. But 
kicking everyone out is also good. So that was funny. But she was like, yeah, well, let me watch this video they made for me at least. Because you would do that, right? Yeah. After all the dust had settled, and you're like, well, I, I at least have to look at this video. I may delete it and never see it again. But as she's looking through it, she sees Jane Lynch looking exactly the same, yeah. wearing the exact same clothes. Now, again, we know that technically that might be manipulated and it might not, might be fake. But why? Yeah. How? Why would? Why would David Denman and Liza Lapira fake this? And and I and to me, that's what makes me want to keep watching the show because Maggie Lawson at some point is going to go, "Hey, Dad, who's this woman? Do you have any idea?" Hey, brother, do you know who this is? And she may even say to Jane Lynch, who apparently won't stop bothering her. Yeah. Hey, look at my phone. I have this picture of you. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm 10. You look exactly the same. That's crazy to me. Um, speaking of Jane Lynch and her, her brother, their, their scene of flirting right. together Funny. was hilarious. Funny. And, and so many times you see a scene like that where it's someone like Jane Lynch who's really good and quick and talented... And the other person can't keep up. That's Glee. For me. Oh, right. All the yeah, yeah. her and Will Schuster. And him going, uh, 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 darn it, Sue. <laughs> it's fucking embarrassing. But her and Kyle Bornheimer, man, that was great. That yeah. was well written and well done. And I don't know. The whole... I love high concept shows when they make sense. There's nothing better than a high concept sitcom that makes perfect sense. That's why How I Met Your Mother was so good. I'm saying objectively. That's what makes a great sitcom. Yeah. You know, I, I don't need to see another fucking sitcom that has something crazy happen in the beginning and the rest of the series is just friends hanging out, talking and being funny. Uh-huh. You know, Happy Endings. <laughs> I'm sure Happy Endings was a great show and maybe one day I'll go back and watch it. So on who now? But considering the premise of the show has nothing to do with the series, that makes me mad. Maybe I'll skip the whole first season completely okay. and just watch a show about these dummies are dumb. Um, oh, I don't know if I told you this. Speaking of Adam Pally, who was on Happy Endings, we're talking about stuff on Netflix because I was watching Efforts for Family and my kid, was, Zoe, was watching it too. She's always really funny. But she's like, oh, and there's this movie on Netflix that's really funny. It's got Joaquin Phoenix in it and a bunch of people from SNL. I'm like, oh, really? And I look and it's got Bobby Moynihan and Cecily Strong, but not Joaquin Phoenix. It's Adam Pally. She watches the whole movie thinking Adam <laughs> Pally is Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, Adam, you probably saw it. It's, I don't know. I don't know what this movie. It's is. only on Netflix. Um, I don't huh. know. It's called. I don't know. It's like one of those. Hey, we're young people in our twenties. We're becoming adults. Oh, is it movies. called like Adult Something or something? Yeah. Adults. Yeah, small children or young adults or something like that. Adults only. I don't know. But I was like, what? the fuck you think that's Joaquin Phoenix it looks nothing like Joaquin Phoenix and she watches the entire movie thinking it's Joaquin Phoenix Wait, I think who did your because uh, I remember this reminds me of another story about your daughter is getting Bill Murray wrong and Tom Hanks <laughs> she thinks Bill Murray and Tom Hanks are the same person and and the, the funny thing about that I was thinking well then how could they be in something together and I realized oh shit They've never made a movie together. That's amazing. Of all the movies... I mean, Tom Hanks and Bill Murray have made hundreds of movies. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And yet never one together. And they've made hundreds of cameos. Yeah, that's really interesting. Right? Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but... You're going to look it up right now and find out? Yeah, we're going to get to the bottom of this. But, like, Bill Murray's... You know, he's had so many small parts and so many small movies. Oh, before we go, Ghostbusters is coming out. Yeah. Directed by Paul Feig. Okay. There's a cast list. Uh-huh. Who do you think it's going to be? 
Who will be the foreign-born person with a thick accent who will have a government job? I'm First of all, I'm saying the character will probably be the DEA guy who comes in and shuts him down. Okay. Like Pat the, one who, the one who has no penis? Right. The first guy. He'll probably be... He'll probably have a thick German accent or something, but he works for the local New York you right. know, Maybe, sanitation be department. Christoph Waltz. But... Uh, I looked at the cast list, and the only per- famous person who has a thick accent in it uh, is um, Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth is in it. And I'm sure he's somebody's love interest. No, he's playing the... Um... Now I'm drawing a blank on uh, the Annie Potts role. Oh, he's the secretary? The secretary, yeah. Okay, so that doesn't count. Yeah. Even though all the other Ghostbusters are in it, apparently. Annie Potts and everybody, oh, really? everybody but Harold Ramis is listed in the cast. Um, Maybe... And Rick Moranis, right? I mean, he's no, not... he... No. Because he's retired. Yeah. Oh, oh, you mean and he's out too? Yes. But he flat right. out said no. I'm saying everyone except for Harold Ramis who was dead yes. and Rick Moranis who was retired. Yes, you're correct. But he's not so much retired. He said he just didn't want to do it. He's he's not so much retired as he is agoraphobic. Like, he, he doesn't like to leave his house these days. And he did a whole interview where he said, I don't see any reason for me to be in it. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So he, he just didn't want to. Obviously, he doesn't need the money. Um, but... The other people in the cast, I don't know anyone who has like a thick accent uh, other than Liam Hemsworth. So, I wondered who it would be. Most people say no. Do you have any idea who it might be? Uh, well, I mean, if, if you saw the cast, then no. Really? Uh, I can't think. I mean, I said Christoph Waltz. It was a, <laughs> in the William Atherton role. That would make sense. Yes, in the William Atherton role, who is in the best Christmas movie of all time. Die Hard? That's right. Yeah. Um, um, so all right, no, well, um, um, Bill Murray and Tom Hanks have never appeared uh, on screen together in anything. Um, the first thing that comes up is that Bill Murray was in Olive Kittredge, which was produced by Tom Hanks. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's it. Okay, so here you go. Chris Hemsworth. I mean, I guess it could be a woman, too. It's, all, it's been a dude in the other ones, but it might be a, a woman. Andy Garcia, who is Mexican. Okay. But okay. he doesn't have a thick accent. He speaks yeah. perfect English. But yeah, it says he's the mayor. Maybe that maybe that, that would make sense. But yeah. he's maybe he'll have an accent in it, which would be funny. Michael Kenneth Williams is American. Matt Walsh, Susan Park. She just plays woman. The kid from uh, from Paul Feig's TV show is in it, but he's a delivery okay. boy. See, Toby Huss. He's American, playing Officer Stevens Stevenson. Yeah, and I'm looking for like government jobs, you know. Yeah. But none of them are played by uh, dudes oh. who are clearly from other I'm, sh- I'm sure he'll find a way. Kevin James has a role as Scared New Yorker. That seems like a cameo to me. Oh, yeah. I don't know. So, well, here. Uh, see, Subway Patron. Firefighter. Eh, none of these guys can be who they are. Yeah. Uh, so, unless Andy Garcia has a super thick accent, um, it's... I, I'm going to say Liam Hemsworth. All right. So next week, The X-Files is coming back to television. Yeah. And we're all happy and celebrating. So we're going to do a special X-Files episode where David and I pick an X-Files episode and watch it and talk about it. So I want to pick the episode Je Souhaite, which is French for I Wish, which you might remember as the Crazy Genie episode. Uh, And it's a uh, uh, standalone Okay. Yeah? Would you say that? I think that's I, a standalone. Like with Mad Max, I've barely seen any X-Files oh, okay. in my life. So I picked the one that I could remember off the top of my head. Um, because not only is it a great episode, but it seemed like 
for a while it seemed like every time I would be flipping channels and happen uh, upon an X Files rerun, yeah. it would be the Peter, the one with Peter Boyle. Interesting. Clyde Bruckman's Final Repose. Yeah, which, is it, what it's called. and I would always watch it because it's, it's a great episode. Well, Peter Boyle, that was what kind of revitalized his career because he got, I know he got nominated for an Emmy for that. Mm-hmm. He might have even won. I don't remember. But right after that happened, people were like, "Oh, Peter Boyle's still alive," and then he got Raymond. Right. Which, probably the best thing he's ever done in his career, I think. Um, but, so yeah, then that's a good standalone episode, too. And you know what's funny? I was looking at all episodes to see what I could... Like, which one should I watch? And it occurred to me that, in retrospect, the standalone episodes are the best. They're the most powerful ones. All this conspiracy and Mulder running around and the fucking Scully got abducted by aliens and there's a baby in her stomach... Fuck that. Fuck those episodes. uh, I now host, co-host two podcasts with people who feel that way. Really? Tyler has just said the same thing. Yeah, and I mean, at the time, we were all caught up in the conspiracies and, yay, we want to be Fox Mulder. But in retrospect, skip all that. And skip all the fucking Doggett and uh, Annabeth Gish stuff. Skip it. Okay. Um, Well, if you want a good mythology episode, you should watch this. We call us the Bubble Poppin' Boys. Boys, the poppin' 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 boys,